dear listeners, welcome to the latest episode of Extra Extra. You know what it's all about. It's all about whiskey. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I remain your host, Jason Johnson Yellen, aka Jason Three Names, once of the dearly departed Dramgal family. Mm-hmm. And I'm joined with Joshua. Nope. That's a, that's a Joshua Hatton mistake I just made right there. I am joined by uh, not Joshua with, Hatton. We're not conjoined twins. We are not. We're not. Not since the operation, at least. <laughs> Welcome to Extra Extra, Joshua. As always, I thank you for having me. It's a joy and a pleasure to be your sidekick on this, our, our second podcast. In, second in our podcast, podcast family of podcasts. <laughs> in our family of podcasts. <laughs> listen, listen. Yeah. We tried to keep this to a tight 30 to 35 minutes. Right. And one of us will bring a news story, often about whiskey, to the attention of the other. We will read it in the first half. We will riff upon it in the second half. And then we will call it a day. So today we're actually returning to a story that got a little bit lost in the shuffle. The, the last time you and I put out an episode, we focused on Pernod Ricard's purchase. I, I can't remember who bought the whiskey exchange. It's Pernod Ricard. It is Pernod Ricard, okay. No, I just love the... Pernod Ricard's purchase? <laughs> Question mark. Like, I remember Billy wearing a beret. Like, was that Pernod? Um, we're actually going to return to a, a whiskey news story that was uh, lost in the shuffle of a couple of weeks ago when mm. Pernod Ricard purchased the whiskey exchange and John Campbell announced that he was leaving Laphroaig Distillery. There was only... Again, if we're going to keep the the podcast to a tight 30 to 35. We couldn't cover all the stories. No, that that's that's very true. And and this is a major story that's that's breaking. It really is a major story. So I'm sorry we couldn't get to it last time, but I'm really glad we're dedicating an entire episode to this one story. And that's the part I was going to add because we have talked about this hopeful potential coming announcement in our Virginia Distillery Company One Nation Under Whiskey episode, and we return to discussing it in our Copper Works One Nation Under Whiskey episode. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so here we are now within the family of podcasts yeah. having an episode dedicated to American single malt whiskey being legally defined. Remind me once we get to the second half of the podcast where all the where all the riffing happens. I, I have very I have something very specific I want to say regarding the TTB and, oh. and whiskey. Yeah, oh, gosh. so we'll, okay. we'll, we'll we'll get to that. I'm I'm looking at the headline of this article and it's reminding me. It's a very important thing that I want to bring up. So please, we uh, the listeners and I will endeavor to remember to remind you to remember to bring it up. So we're delving into the spirits business this episode. We have the author of the article, Kate, and I'm getting closer to my screen here. Malzuski. Malzuski. When you grow up in Scotland, you don't have a lot of Malzuskis in your class. M-A-L-C-Z, because I'm staying in character. E-W-S-K-I. 
Ma- and say it again. Malzuski. Malzuski. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and, that's, that's what I would say off the top, Malzuski. Just got to okay. go with it. So, so Kate Malzuski wrote American single malt whiskey to be legally defined on the 27th of September of 2021. Now, Kate says, A new rule providing a legal definition for American single malt whiskey will be published this December according to the American Single Malt Whiskey Commission, also known as the ASMWC. ASMWC is an organization of U.S. whiskey producers that have united to formulate and lobby for legal standards for American single malts. While many producers use the term American single malt whiskey on their labels, there is not yet any formal, legally enforced definition for the category. Mm-hmm. And I know what your later point about the TTB is going to be. It may not be what you think <laughs> it is. But we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> In a newsletter... Released on Friday the 24th of September, ASMWC said the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, lovingly known as the TTB, the US government organization in charge of alcohol labeling laws, is, quote, poised to publish a new rule this December that formally defines American single malt whiskey. The statement continued, quote, We have been in regular contact with the TTB and are, A, very optimistic that our proposed definition will be reflected in the rule that they ultimately publish, and B, quick aside, I wonder if when Kate was writing this, her autocorrect wanted to change the B in parentheses, to an, to a, an emoji wearing sunglasses. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. But I think that's a capital B with a right-hand parenthetical icon. Uh, that maybe that would be like a winky, a winky sunglass. I don't know if you I, do a winky sunglass. I just know it drives me absolutely bloody bonkers. So bonkers. Yep. Continue with the quote and B. Remain hopeful that they will meet the suggested timeline. This means American single malt could be enshrined into law by spring of next year, end quote. According to the definition put forth by the ASMWC, American single malts must be made from 100% malted barley, distilled entirely at one distillery, mashed, distilled and matured in the U.S., matured in oak casks of no more than 700 litres, distilled to no more than 80% ABV, and bottled at 40% ABV or more. Mm. After the TTB releases its proposed rule, there will be a public comment period in which people can voice their opinions on the matter. ASMWC has called on its members to send feedback in support of the change once the comment period is announced. And Mm. that is the short 
and sweet article. Well, there's a couple of things here. I know we're not, uh, you know, I know we're not in the second half of the podcast, but there's a little bit from the ASMW KRP in Cincinnati. I, I always there ASMWC website. You know, when people give you acronyms, it's usually to shorten something. I feel as if this needs to be shortened further. <laughs> All but the, there, there's there are some things on their own website I wanted to bring up, and I know we're not ones to normally uh, look at uh, the comments on on posts or anything like that. But there was an interesting comment made that you and I read, and and I'm curious: should we start off with the uh, ASM WKRP in Cincinnati? <laughs> Bit. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so so I, I did like that uh, that Kate brought up all of those definitions, right? Which is, or the standard of identity made from 100% malted barley distilled entirely at one distillery. Mash distilled and matured in the United States of America. Note that that is separate from specifying the distillery that makes the whiskey, which I think our friends at Copperworks had mentioned in, in our previous episode with that. Exactly. Matured in oak casks of capacity not exceeding 700 liters, distilled to no more than 80% alcohol and bottled at at least 40% alcohol, right? There's your, there's your standard of identity. But if you go to their website, which is just americansinglemaltwhiskey.org, and and you you just read through the first few paragraphs. There's one that that really jumps out at me that I wanted to bring into this story, and it says ultimately we desire to see the growth of ASMW, American Single Malt Whiskey, both within the United States and abroad, by defining the basic tenets of the category for consumers and the trade. Our educational focus can in time shift from an acknowledgement of the category's existence to a dialogue about how American single malt whiskey relates to the rest of the whiskey world. Our work will illustrate what we have in common with the other regions, but also provide a baseline from which we can distinguish our category. In the end, the goal is to better compete with other regional single malt brands and categories around the globe based on the merits of our product instead of competing against lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's weighty. I like that. Yeah. There's one other paragraph I want to add in. It's the last one. It says, The effort being put into this movement is aided by the natural momentum building behind this category. Recognition of American single malt whiskey is now at an all-time high, with producers winning awards and competitions outright at the national and global levels. To formally establish this category now signals to the world that not only do we believe in our own distilleries, but we also believe that this country can produce single malt whiskey that is respected and enjoyed around the world. Well, and I'll also speak to the significance of this announcement is the American Single Malt Whiskey Commission was established in 2016. (laughs) We're now talking about there being a category edition by December 2021, 
with the hope being that it gets signed into law by spring of 2022. That's a six-year journey to get American single malt whiskey established as a category. That's remarkable. It's remarkable. And think, too, about not just the amount of time it took, but the number of players it took to get to finally get this decision through to the TTB. Yeah. You know, there, there's a nine-member founding group, right? Nine different distilleries. And then after that, I think there's a bit over a yeah. hundred and, <laughs> you know, it's just a, it's a huge number. Yeah. So it's all of these businesses reaching out to the TTB saying, this is what we're trying to do and this is why and how we're trying to do it. And imagine just taking six years for the TTB to finally relent and say, okay, okay, we hear you. <laughs> yeah. So just, just after what you said there about, about the malt, right? The barley, the established mm, system Yeah, 100% here. malted barley. Yep. Right? We have these just, these are two internet comments. One closes the loop on the other, so it's pretty tidy. But I just want to read these and then we'll, We'll get out of here for a quick break. And so is it, I'm not even going to give the commenters names because they're they're not real names. There's no point. Um, And so one person writes on the internet, why does single malt designation need to be barley? Because Europe does it that way. Other grains can be malted. Shouldn't single malt just be a 100% malted grain base? I understand keeping the distillations under one distillery, but one grain lacks creativity. I know some great single malt rise. <laughs> and then the, the response here and the reason we're including this seemed pretty tight with a, an excellent closing sentence. This other person on the internet writes in response, <laughs> it's barley because of the enzyme amylase that barley releases. It's a natural enzyme that helps break down the sugars without any outside help. Other styles of grains require outside enzymes to be added. The only reason the US typically uses a mix of other grains is because the external enzymes are permitted due to the lack of internal enzymes. With scotch or other single malts, the style requires there to be no added enzymes. So barley is the only option. So that's of interest to me. I think that's well communicated. But there was nothing on the the ASMWC page that said no added enzymes. You're 100% correct. It's it's not listed, but you know, I wonder if we were to take a look at the SWA's website, Scotch Whiskey Association, if if that's even specified there right maybe it maybe it requires no specification maybe the reason why in the u.s these other grains are allowed just like uh this person says here is because it really is required and therefore the exception is given to kick off that that you know uh, fermentation process with bourbons and rye and other sorts of whiskeys that require that enzyme that they can't get from the young grain so yeah, interesting to think of American single malt 
as this standalone 100% malted barley product, right? Not drawing in those external components. Yeah. So, so it's a good stance. It's a hell of a stance. Yeah. Let's take a quick little break. Come back, riff, and the listeners and I will remind you about what you want to say about the TTB. Listeners and I are ready to hear what you have to say about the TTB and the designation of American single malt whiskey. The thing that struck me when reading this article was it was simply the title. And the title says American single malt whiskey to be legally defined. However, it says American single malt whiskey with an E. And if you go to the TTB's website and you look at every single category of whiskey, be it bourbon whiskey, rye whiskey, single malt whiskey, etc., Irish, even Irish whiskey, the TTB lists whiskey without the E. Mm-hmm. And just in the end, it doesn't matter. Right? It really does not matter, but it will be interesting once this once these new rules are, are put into place or are codified to go to the TTB and to see if it was listed with the E or without the E. Yeah, I think that is quite interesting. The ASMWC website itself spells whiskey with an E. Mm-hmm. And so, like you say, it'll be, wonder, it'll be interesting to see if that continues or if the TTB stays with their own internal and they drop the E. You are correct that I, I didn't guess that that's the angle you were going for. I thought what might have struck you was the headline has American single malt whiskey all on the same line. That was my second thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we know from submitting labels that there's been an ongoing workaround with this lack of a legally defined category. Would you like to speak to that since you're the man in charge of label approval? Yeah. Well, I I can tell you for our Virginia distillery company, Cask, which we've talked about with our episode with Amanda Beckwith, Mm -hmm. when we submitted our label to the TTB, the title says single malt American whiskey. However, one line says single malt and the next line says American whiskey. So TTB really looks at its information line by line, and they don't really connect the two together. An- another example, which I'll, I'll just use Westland as the example, but on their bottles it says one line, American single malt, second line, whiskey. Yep, yeah, I'm looking at them right. on my shelf right now. Yeah, and so now once these rules go into place – they can have on one line American single malt whiskey or single malt American whiskey, which, uh, you know, if we're, if I had my druthers, I would like the term single malt American whiskey because I think the way it's set up, that term, single malt blank whiskey, 
allows you to just interchange whatever country that single malt is coming from. Single malt Welsh whiskey, single malt Irish whiskey, single malt American whiskey, single malt Danish whiskey, et cetera, et cetera. And if we're getting back to the, you know, the point that, that these folks are making, the American Single Malt Whiskey Commission, uh, WKRP in Cincinnati, um, the idea is to reinforce education. And I think a really good way of reinforcing education is to build upon something that's already been solidified within people's minds, within their own understanding of a category. Single malt Scotch whiskey, I get that. Single malt Japanese whiskey, I get that. And so on. And so I, I don't know if that's part of it, if, it has, if the terminology has to be constructed in that way. But uh, again, if I had my druthers, that's how I would do it. I'm just kind of looking at it, thinking of America being the third word in that sentence. And I think there would be some people uncomfortable with America being moved that far out of focus. It's, listen, you're not wrong. We Americans like America. We like America a lot, and we want Amer- America first. first. <laughs> and uh, and so so I I I get that. Uh, you know me; I'm a global community kind of guy, while loving my country. A but globalist? I but I definitely see your point, right? I I see your point. I I could picture certain people or a good number of people wanting wanting for that category to be American single malt whiskey, right? Just the the. The consortium it, in and of itself is the American Single Malt Whiskey. Is it consortium? Coven? Uh, council? Cult? Council. Yeah, yeah. No, it's commission. Commission, yeah. So American Single Malt Whiskey Commission. So my guess is that's likely how it will be registered, and so that'll be interesting. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at labels right now and all the various ways of, of stating what is in the bottle? Here's here's my question for you. On, on behalf of of our non-American listeners, mm-hmm. what does it mean for a category to not be defined? And and to tie this with what you were saying a moment ago, where you could have American single malt on one line, mm-hmm. but then the word whiskey on another line. As far as the TTB is concerned. Is whiskey the catch-all category? And then there are rules and regulations that define subcategories. And whereas we know about bourbon, we know about rye, we know about light whiskey, American single malt was just a, a nebulous subcategory of American whiskey. Yes. Yeah, correct. It, it was a subcategory, but it, it was sort of an unusual category. So you've got single malt, that's one thing. And then you've got malt whiskey, which is another thing. So it's actually, there are actually two categories, subcategories beneath that whiskey moniker as it relates to whiskey from malt. So single malt was typically whiskey 
made at a distillery from 100% barley. And, but then the malt whiskey category can be, can have other grains, but like bourbon, where you have to have at least 51% corn, in malt whiskey, you have to have at least 51% malt, and then you can throw in rye or corn or anything mm. else you want, right? Mm-hmm. Just like with weeded whiskey, right? Wheat whiskey would have to be 51% wheat minimum and then and then add to that. And so what this is doing, I don't think it's necessary. Well, I could be wrong here. So what I'll say is it'll be interesting to see if an American single malt whiskey category overtakes the malt whiskey category or, or gets that category removed so there isn't any confusion as to the amount of barley that needs to be in the overall mash bill. Hmm. So I, I understand that that may not have directly answered your question, but I think it it added a bit more flesh to the overall conversation. Well, and to be honest, as soon as you started talking about malt, I, I was thinking of, of our blended malts out of Scotland, right? Mm. And the TTB approves blended malt on a label. I hadn't even started thinking about malt as a mash bill uh, within its yeah. own category, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I, I do, I like what you said there about single malt and whether it will overtake or subsume or affect the the malt whiskey category. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. Yeah, so given what we said with, with Jason and Jeff at Copperworks, given what we've talked about, you know, for a long time with Steve and Matt at Westland and, and given what I just spoke to uh, Amanda uh, here in Virginia about, I feel like in this episode, we're, have, we're having a, a difficult time communicating just how exciting this news is and just how important this is. <laughs> Like I, I, I feel like because we're not in the American single malt whiskey business day in and day out, we're kind of like, yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad this has come about, and I'm glad their six year journey will will reap fruit here. But when we speak to each of those individuals who have distilleries that are dedicated to the one hundred percent production of single malt whiskey. This is this is huge. There, there's no bigger news for them. There really isn't. And speaking of big news, I think one really large component to this is their specification with the cask. That you know, currently the malt whiskey category says the whiskey must be matured into a new charred oak cask. And this is one of the reasons why our labels say single malt, next line, American whiskey, Mm. or Westland's labels or Copperworks labels would say American single malt, next line whiskey. When you put it all on one line, the TTB wants to view it as within the malt whiskey category. And within the malt whiskey category, you have that new charred oak stipulation. So this is breaking outside of that, which is wonderful for a few reasons. A, it allows producers to broaden the flavors that they can achieve because they won't be boxed in by a new charred oak cask. So that allows them to tell the American whiskey, American single malt whiskey story to American consumers 
using potentially the lens of single malt scotch whiskey to show those comparisons and how they align. And then further, when we're talking about American single malt whiskey to the public outside of the U.S., Mm. now we have something that we can firmly put our feet upon, put our flag upon and say, no, 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 we are doing what the other, what the rest of the single malt whiskey producing countries and distilleries are doing. However, there are some differences and, and we're going to, we'll all grow with that, but at least we have that baseline that we could say we're all starting on the same, on an even playing field as far as the public's understanding of what single malt whiskey mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I, th I think as we go through this conversation, I think we get to demonstrate the uncertainties around the category. Like you and I just said a moment ago here about malt based on mash bill and malt based on blends coming out of Scotland, yeah. right? Yeah. Like if the ASMWC wants to stand by what they say on their website about education and knowledge, mm -hmm. having this dedicated category is the beginning of establishing that. And I really like what you say about taking that overseas, right? We've got it figured mm -hmm. out here in America. We're producing gangbusters here in America. Now let us go around the world talking about American single malt whiskey producers. That's very cool. Very cool yeah. indeed. And just yeah. like you and I have talked in, in One Nation Under Whiskey about the rise of Australian distillers and New Zealand distillers and what they're producing and the rules you know, under which they're operating, it's great to see that for our single yeah. malt producers here in America. Yep. It's all, it's, it's super exciting. I remember... And this is the last thing I'll say, but I'll, I remember our friends at Westland talking to us about this back in 2016, back in 2017, mm -hmm. and, and them looking to make this push and bring on other distilleries to help them with this, I'll say it, a fight with the TTB to, to get them to, to, you know, for, for all these producers to be heard. And it just amazes me, again, back to the timeline that, that you gave us, it just amazes me that this is a six-year process that had, uh, you know, 150-ish plus or minus distilleries to band together to say, we, we've got to do this. And they're not wrong. Not one of them is wrong. Yeah. For, for listeners, I recommend you visit AmericanSingleMaltWhiskey.org. They do have an E in whiskey. If you'd like to reach out to Joshua and I, you can use questions at onenationunderwhiskey.com. And we do not have an E in whiskey, but it is always lovely hearing from you. So please don't hesitate to use it. I'm really pleased we got an opportunity to circle back on this story and give it an extra, extra episode. I appreciate your input, Joshua, and what you've had to say here. And Likewise. we really, we really are excited for our friends uh, across the industry who this will impact on a daily basis. And I'm excited for the consumer because it's another one of those uh, stories that you get to follow. 
just like we followed the Kilhoman story as they grew, just as we mm-hmm. followed the Westland story as they grew. Now you get mm-hmm. to follow the story of a, a very specific category birthed in 2022 <laughs> to see how that evolves. It's, it's exciting. So I appreciate your input too. And, and I'm, I'm so glad that we got around to this. So thank you, Jason. Huh. Cheers. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, dear listeners. Thank you, Jason. Peace. <laughs> Peace to us. Joshua. <laughs> Joshua. Uh, here come here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're coming back in 24 minutes here. 24 minutes. Oh, sorry, okay. sorry, 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 sorry.